Hi there, I'm Janet Quinlan, and this is Finding Joy in Motherhood, the podcast for women who are looking for practical tools and words of encouragement to create an orderly, joyful, faith and virtue-driven home. I'll share tips to create mindset shifts that change the way you discipline your children, love your husband, and enjoy your day. This podcast is about coaching women to be the best woman God is calling her to be. I'm so glad you're here. Hi there, and welcome to episode 55, The Three Tools to Create a Life You Love. Whether we're talking about our relationship with our spouse, the way we parent, or how we keep our home, in order to be effective, we need to attend to three tools in our lives. Our knowledge of the what and how, our mindset, and our why. Now, all three are required to progress toward living the life that we've always dreamed of living. The life we envisioned when we were in our early 20s doesn't just happen. In many ways, and for those of you who are older like I am, you know this, it is a battle. And some days we feel that idea of battle more deeply than other days. But it's important to consider that we aren't passive participants in our life. Life doesn't just happen to us. We need to continue to take responsibility for our happiness, our success, and fulfilling our role as women in the world. The biggest cop-out to me is saying, well, that's just the way I am. I can't be patient. I wasn't born patient. I don't know how to run an orderly home or cook an excellent meal. I can't teach my children to behave or listen or be respectful. It may be, depending on where you are in this life journey, that you don't know how to do something. Or you may not understand the tremendous power of your thoughts and mindset. And you may not have considered that there's a higher purpose to your life than just getting dinner on the table at a specific time. So in this episode, I'd like to discuss the three tools of success for your life no matter where you are in your journey. The first tool are the practical tools. Well, my mom was a lot of great things, but one thing she just wasn't was a stellar cook. I don't think she particularly liked it, and her mother came from the Depression generation where you opened a can. No finesse, no recipe experiments, just meat, potatoes, and canned vegetables. And also, my mom was a high school teacher, so when we went off to school, she went off to school to work. I'm sure she was exhausted when she got home, so the fact that we actually had a meal prepared every night for us was probably a miracle. When I was in fifth grade, we were one of the first on our street to get a microwave. Oh my gosh. The convenience was amazing to us. Not to mention how cool it was to watch marshmallows blow up. And that's where I learned to cook, in a microwave. Well, not really cooking. (laughs) I thought it was, but when I married, I realized that my skill set in cooking was virtually nil. Michael and I married right after I graduated from college, and while he was still in law school, so we didn't have a lot of money. He worked a part-time job at a law firm, but mostly we survived on my teacher's salary of $10,500. Yes, you heard that right. (laughs) Sometimes I can't believe that that's how much we made our first year of marriage. 
So when my parents came to visit us one time, they brought us a roast. Oh my gosh, we were so excited. Up until then, it was ground beef, less than a dollar a pound, and hot dogs. Well, when I got this roast, I wanted to make something fancy for Michael. So I had a copycat cookbook that had a recipe for beef wellington. I had no idea that people didn't actually make beef wellington with crescent roll dough mushed together. I did, and it fell apart as soon as we took it out of the oven. And I was devastated and cried so much I wouldn't even eat it. So when I realized that if I valued cooking in my home, I had to learn the techniques of actual cooking and not heating up in the microwave. I began to read a lot of cookbooks, and as soon as Martha Stewart came on the scene, I was all about watching what she did. She opened my eyes to what real cooking was all about. So whether it's cooking or cleaning or creating routines for your home management system, or if it's in your relationships, or learning about dealing with different temperaments in our parenting, we need to attend to and be open to increasing our knowledge of the practical tools that we need to create the life that we want. We can't be lazy about this. We can't give up saying, I just can't do this, or it will never work. It's also important to remember that the tools and systems and routines that work in one person's home may or may not work in another's. We have to have perseverance to tweak and adjust what we learn until we find what works best for us. The biggest advice I can give is don't give up. We only fail if we give up. You are stronger than that and you owe it to your own sense of accomplishment and self-confidence to not give up as you learn and discover what you need to create the life you love. So commit to learning the practical tools. And that leads me to the second tool for success, our mindset. As I mentioned in the first tool, we need to keep learning to develop our practical skills. I have been studying more about why some moms are happy and have their home in order and others don't. It really interests me because most moms that I hear from want to have that kind of home, but they feel as if they can't do it. Why do some families exude peace and joy while others seem miserable and overwhelmed and there's disrespect in the home? In many cases, I know the families personally, and they're all really good people. I've even discussed with families what they perceive to be different about families that have orderly, joyful homes and ones that don't. And it's really all about the mindset. And so to strengthen my practical tools to help you all, I've been studying mindset. Okay, I used to think mindset was woo-woo. It's not. Our mind is this powerful tool that we can sometimes allow to control us. Depending on what we think about a particular circumstance, our results will be different. It seems so easy and obvious, and yet I don't think people actually stop to put it into action. I know I didn't until I really became conscious of what this model can do to bring about the results in my life that I want. 
It's about what we think, our thoughts. I've seen families with similar circumstances, but the way they move through the day and the family life they develop is very different. We can take the same circumstance and have different thoughts, and those different thoughts will create different feelings. And our actions or inactions come from our feelings, and our actions will create our results. If when I first got married, I thought, I don't know how to cook and I can't learn how to cook. I won't even try to learn. If I have bought into the idea that my children are strong-willed and just won't listen, then the result will be that they won't be disciplined. I'll either feel defeated, angry, or overwhelmed at the thought that they're strong-willed and beyond my control. And that will cause me to not do the actions required to give them self-control. And my result will be out-of-control children, whether they're inherently strong-willed or not. And just as an aside, most children could be described as strong-willed. They want what they want when they want it. Isn't that kind of just the definition of a child? Our job is to help them get control of their will, be the masters of their will, not be enslaved to their will, and not allow their will to totally disrupt our home. Our mindset, what we think about our life, our abilities, our limitations, and our expectations profoundly affect our daily life and the progress we make towards our goal of happiness and the life we dreamed of. Take time every day to stop and consider what you think about certain aspects of your life. You have the power to choose your thoughts. Others don't decide them for you. You choose. You choose. So even if you have a thought, it doesn't mean it's true. You can make the decision to decide that thought if it's true or not. Why do some severely underprivileged children with no resources or even parental support, grow up to live a life of virtue, financial achievement, and a happy life. That's an extreme example, I know, but their thought that they can is always what drives them. Our thoughts aren't non-negotiable. We can choose to think differently to create positive feelings for ourselves and results that bring us joy. We can choose to think a different thought. For example, let's say that we can choose to think our husband doesn't notice some household chores that need to be done, or we can choose to think that he does see all the work and he's just being lazy and inconsiderate of all we have to do. Do you notice the different feelings that come up? In the first case, he doesn't notice things. That's our thought. Because, well, sometimes men just don't notice things. And so we ask him to do a particular task not highly charged with emotion. But in the second thought line where we think he's just being lazy and inconsiderate, even speaking this, I can feel the resentment and anger that wells up. We decide to just do it ourselves and load that resentment into the convenient backpack in our brain where we've loaded all the other resentments. Wouldn't we be happier to manage our thoughts so that we're not angry and resentful or defeated and overwhelmed? Paying attention to our mindset 
is critical in our journey towards a life we love. You can call it giving people the benefit of the doubt. You can call it having a positive attitude. But really, it's about managing our thoughts that serve us rather than inhibit us or make us feel defeated or any kind of other angry emotion. Paying attention to our mindset is critical in our journey towards a life we love. Now, the third tool, a higher purpose. Now, I know that there are some of you lovely women who listen to this podcast who don't practice a life where God is part of your focus and routine. I'm so happy you're here. I never want to be that guy in the street corner yelling in your face why you must believe in God and make him a regular part of your life. But I would not be true to myself nor to you if I didn't introduce you to a life with God in it. If all we do day in and day out is get through the day, what gain is that? See, I believe that God created us to be him in this world, to show others how much he loves them, to challenge those closest to me to be the best they can be and encourage them to be Christ to others in their lives. And I can only do that for those around me if I'm doing that for myself. Every day, taking the circumstances of my life where God has placed me and making it holy by challenging myself to love more and serve better and taking the gift and responsibility of my role as wife and mother seriously. I believe God is depending on me, depending on me to be him to my husband and my children. We only need to look at our world to see that there are some serious issues. In my little home, with my husband and my seven children, we created kind, loving people. Not perfect to be sure, but the nine of us worked day in and day out to challenge our weaknesses and be Christ to others. And I include myself in that challenge. I am a different woman than I was when I married, than I was when I had my first child, that I was 10 years ago. Because I continue to challenge myself to be better. That's the higher purpose. We've now expanded that original nine to what will soon be 27 people. 27 people working hard to live a life full of love and service to bring into the world the love of Christ. What we do in our lives is not nearly as important as how we do what we do. So the third tool, living with a higher purpose, brings about a deeper commitment to living and loving as Jesus lived and loved and is really the ultimate end. Because in utilizing that tool, living with a higher purpose, we create a better society. Take care. If you like what you heard, I'd be so grateful if you'd subscribe, leave a review, and share with friends. Thank you. Have a great week.